Hello and welcome to Philly Talks Climate, where we talk about the climate crisis, how it affects Philadelphia, and how we'll solve this for our region. I'm Meenal Ravel, and I'll be your host. Last week, we rebroadcast an episode about reducing single-use plastics in our daily lives. This week, we'll talk about a little town that voted to ban single-use plastic bags and straws. The story so far is that for many months now, the Litter-Free Philly Coalition has worked to reduce the litter in Philadelphia streets. They did so via education. Education about litter and also education about single-use plastics and where they end up. The Litter-Free Philly team um, also um, gathered petitions to show public support for legislation that would reduce the single-use bags given out by merchants. You've likely been approached at various events and fairs. No? Consider signing their petition at litterfreephilly.wordpress.com. The Litter-Free Philly team also worked with Councilmember Mark Squilla this spring. You're listening to Philly Talks Climate on Philly Cam's WPPM 106.5 FM. On June 20th, the last day of council session, Mark Squilla introduced Bill Number 190610, co-sponsored by council members Bass, Gim, Green, and Jones. Many other council members are already on board, and there was a confidence that this would get voted in when council resumed session in September. This left the environmental groups to spend the summer educating Philadelphians on the need to switch to reusable bags. You know what you gotta do. BYO bag, Philly. A few days later, on June 27th, during the last day of session in Harrisburg, language prohibiting local municipalities from enacting bans on single-use plastics was snuck into Senate Bill 712 as part of the state budget bill. This charge was led by Pennsylvania Senator Jake Corman. The litter-free Philly team pondered our options and met with Councilmember Mark Squilla once again on July 12th, deciding to proceed as planned with uh, some minor changes mainly that the date when this bill would become law. This is Mino, and you're listening to Philly Talks Climate. Meanwhile, in Westchester, in the tiny borough of Westchester, fifth graders had been educating the borough council about single-use plastics and pushing for a ban on single-use bags and straws. Championed by Mayor Diane Heron, The ordinance had been under consideration for more than a year, initiated by students from Westchester Friends School. Having convinced all borough council members on this, a public hearing was scheduled for July 17, 2019. As recently as 72 hours prior to this hearing, there was a unanimous uh, agreement, um, it seemed, to be in favor of this ordinance, this bag ban. Uh, But hearing of the state prohibition on bag bans, borough council members checked with the borough solicitor um, and and, um, 
it seems, had planned to vote against the ordinance that they were previously supporting. The options presented by the solicitor were, one, to enact an ordinance now and risk being challenged by the state. And doing so, they may e even be held personally liable. Uh, Westchester Borough Council would be playing defense and would be alone. The other option presented by the solicitor was to hold off on passing this much-desired ordinance um, and start a preemptive suit against the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania to test the validity of their prohibition. This was a strategy that uh, would allow other municipalities and nonprofits to join the suit. This appeared to be the favored approach going into the hearing. So when we arrived at the July 17th hearing, we did feel a shift in the mood. Um, the hearing that was scheduled for just half an hour ended up lasting over two hours, and it was quite a cliffhanger. The room filled up quickly with people of all ages. By the time the hearing began, there was standing room only. Listen to Mayor Diane Heron, who reminded the audience that in 2015, 73% of the borough voted for an environmental bill of rights, rights to clean air, pure water, and a sustainable energy future, but that special interests prevent us from doing what's needed. Yes, so um, I just wanted to put some context to this. I think many of you know that in 2015, our taxpayers um, passed the 73% of the vote, or the Environmental Bill of Rights, which um, is part of an amendment to our home charter, which reclaims our rights I was one of the leading um, citizens of the time who pushed that through, and that is because it has, um, since I've been volunteering and working in this borough for about 18 years, it has become abundantly clear to me that our hands are tied. Um, when you become an elected official, you uh, swear to protect the health, safety, and welfare of your constituents, but the reality is that the special interests in this state um, prevent us from doing them. When it comes to everything from gun violence to um, zoning of pipelines to uh, more efficient building codes to workforce affordable housing to private banks. And um, I really applaud Council's will to move forward and with litigation against the state, and I do fully understand also the difficulty and the choice of putting potentially your personal assets at risk. Um, I do have to say uh, that I, as mayor, do not have a vote. Um, I can break ties and I can do so. However, if I did have a vote, I would vote to pass it as written and I would vote to pass it effective January of next year. And that is because my assets and your assets are already at risk because the If we don't have an environment, we can't have a 
society if we don't have an environment. And uh, anyone who is aware of the science and understands what's going on knows that we have to stand up to this for our children. And so um, that's where I am, and I really look forward to hearing what all of you have to say. Thank you very much. You're listening to Philly Talks Climate. Next, hear a rousing call by Pennsylvania Senator Andy Dinneman reminding us that it's incumbent upon us to resist. To resist, resist totally. You understand what will happen in the case, and hopefully Mr. Gill has shared that with you. First of all, let me say that, I, that personal liability is very, very rare. The only case I know of it involves West Whiteman Township. But I do understand the fear. I mean, it's a real thing. So I, I, I don't criticize you in the least. But the point is, you're going to sue. The state will then uh, count. The state will then go through this whole thing in Commonwealth Court. They'll end up in the Supreme Court. Understand, by the time that's over, it'll be two years. My suit goes back uh, over two years, and we're still in Commonwealth Court now uh, of whether I can be a party in the suit to represent my citizens. So yes, sue, all right? Because that's what you're going to do. You don't want to vote against the man, sue. But at the same time, have a total program of resistance, work with every borough, work with every citizen. If I had my way, put all the damn plastic bags in the trunk and damn dump in that Jake Corman's district office. Those 
Now listen to the fifth child that spoke up. She seemed to be about 12 years old. My name is Karen Chavez. I live on the community block of South Market Street. I'm here to Rachel Davis from the Westchester Green Team pointed to the filled room with people crowding the rear and the side walls, three deep, and spilling out, out the doors. The people who have signed this viral online petition understand that urgency. Within only a few days, 519 people, local residents and people from four different countries, five different states, three different languages spoken on this petition have um, signed to eliminate plastic bags and straws permanently from the borough. Uh, they're voicing their support. They, this is a sense of urgency right here available for you to read. People love Westchester. They come back to it. They love it as their hometown. They want to see it be progressive. Uh, it is a hub of enlightened thought in a dismal age of anti-environmentalism. And I think we have an opportunity here to really uh, just go forth and if they sue us, they sue us, but you guys can speak up against that and really take charge. You have everyone's support here. Just look at us. We'll support you. The Green Team will work with you. Uh, the SAC will work with you. Um, you have our support. Clean Water Action's Maurice Sampson gave a Philly perspective and asked Council to pass the ban. I'm Maurice Sampson. I am the Eastern Pennsylvania Director for our Clean Water Action. You all know us. We're the people that come knock on the doors, give a message, and provide 400 members who are in this world. So it's an addition to them um, that I'm also speaking. I also am the uh, facilitator for the Litter Free Philly Coalition. We've been working for the last eight months to help introduce um, the legislation introduced on the 27th in Philadelphia to do essentially what it is that um, you want to do with your um, our intent was to have it introduced and to work on um, in the fall. Actually, our timeline has us passing it on the 18th of October. We think that um, the fiscal code was written particularly for us. It was literally one week later, and it's not uncommon that until they try to do something, the legislature does something to make sure that we can. Now, we also, um, we are, Councilman Sloa is, uh, is our, our focus on this and our leader on this. 
Um, we had a meeting last week. Uh, they met with the law department there, and they also had the same discussion. We talked about a lawsuit. It was their opinion that the lawsuit probably wouldn't even be heard before the end of the year, just because of the nature of the process that deals with this. Um, the uh, energy became focused on what enact means. And we decided, I should say Councilman Spiller decided to make one revision in his bill, and that is that it would go into effect on July 7th. Because it was our feeling that an act means when the law takes effect. So the provision there is that the law will take effect on July 2nd, and it's written a little bit different than that, so that if this happens beforehand, it happens then. But we decided that we're going to go forward, and we're going to make a lot of noise. We're going to put it together. You know, I respect being reasonable. I understand being reasonable. Um, city, um, and I think Senator Dillon has said it better than anybody I've heard in a long time, more passionate I'm going to put together. I'll tell you that right now. You're reasonable. The state legislature is not. Their objective is to stop us. They've got a year to figure that out. And I guarantee you they will come to something. On my staff, we are always on call to deal with what happens in the legislature. They will introduce something at 9 o'clock. We will find out that at 10 o'clock something is going to be introduced and we have to have our act together because they, if they get it passed by noon on Thursday, put it to the other house and it's done. And they are out to undo everything that has anything to do about the environment. There is no integrity about that process. Or there is integrity if you want to look at it as they are clear that what they want to do is under the environment and do whatever they can to do that. I think that we need to be really clear about what it is that we are going to do here. You know, um, the most successful um, protest that was ever lodged was the civil rights movement. I respect those folks. They died for what they believed. They were willing to put their lives on the line. And without that, there's no way that I would be here today. My family is so outspoken. I'm not quite sure how we managed to survive the generations that we did living in this house. But if we are going to deal with taking care of the environment, we've got to draw the line. We've got to put ourselves up and decide that we are just going to do this. Period. You spoke of being Sometimes being alone is because you're in front. You are going to have a whole lot of people joining you. The tendency of all these laws, when the big city passes it, the municipalities follow. Narberth has done this already, you look second. You are not alone first. I encourage all of you to think again. I understand the concern. Take the risk. Take the chance, pass this legislation, and put it in their face. Sierra Club Southeastern PA Group's Chair Jim Wiley presented a trash bag filled with single-use plastics that they collected in just an hour walking around their neighborhood. He also read a note from allies in nearby Narberthboro who have had a ban on single-use plastic bags and straws for a while now. I also want to say that I reached out to my friends in uh, Armour and asked, what's the status? How's it going? Have you had any challenges, any legal challenges? I got a great 
great response from uh, my friend Jesse Lyle, who's on the Darberry firm BAC, and uh, Cindy Rickards, who's a Darberry firm counsel. Um, with their permission, I'd like to read the response I got. Um, we have had minimal negative feedback and nothing close to a legal challenge. On the flip side, we have heard continued emphatic support for the community, including many in the business community, some of whom have defined beyond the ordinance's requirements to voluntarily reduce other forms of single-use plastics like takeout containers. It's like all they needed was a signal from the community that people really do care about this issue. We have also had a parade of other municipalities coming to us for advice on how to do something similar where, where they are, including Upper Marion. Can you imagine King of Prussia without plastics? Uh, the national chain Rite Aid offered immediate and unequivocal support from their corporate headquarters when informed that the Arbor staff were initially dragging their feet. As one indicator of how enthused we've been with council support, the AC is doing the initial light work on a polystyrene ordinance. We were dismayed by the Commonwealth's action and had planned to wait it out or do something voluntary in the interim, but I love the boldness of Westchester's proposal and I'm intrigued by the idea of municipalities for, forging ahead undaunted. So in sum, we have experienced nothing that would amount to a cautionary tale and much that perhaps might steal your resolve as Westchester considers a bold move. Good luck and let us know if there are other ways that we can be. This is Mino at Philly Talks Climate. And then there was that amazing last guy who asked Borough Council to chew gum and walk at the same time. Hi, I'm Brian Hudson. I'm a resident here in Westchester. I'm going to go through three things real quick. First, I understand the risk, right? The risk of gum is personal liability that's going to sue you for money. Let me tell you, nothing worth doing comes without risk, right? If this is something that really matters in your heart, you got to be willing to put it, I mean, you got to stand in front of the tent. And I know it's scary. And I know it's, you know, I don't have as much money as here. I live in an apartment, and you guys have got houses, you got cars and stuff. It's real stuff in the line. But if this really matters, like I said, in 1982, those people probably think of the same thing. What about the personal liability? What about the, but if you don't do it now, then it might not get done. Second of all, why take the risk if I can't enforce it, right? That's another question you're probably asking yourselves. Symbols matter. You pass this, you guys are in the newspaper tomorrow morning. You guys are champions for all the people across this state trying to fight this battle. And you finally, I'm going to this. Why can't we chew gum and walk at the same time? Why is this in your work? Why can't we pass the ordinance and sue them? Play offense and defense. I don't understand why we can't do both. The energy in the room was overwhelming everyone on their own encouraging the council to take that bold step to pass the bag and straw ban. Clearly most felt that it was the Pennsylvania legislators that were being irrational, not us. After all the testimony and discussions, a motion was made to change the take effect date to July 2nd, 2020 and just pass the ordinance now. There was even a second option waiting on the bylines about the lawsuit but um, that didn't seem to be needed because on the first motion um, it passed four to three 
We're not sure what happened to sway the votes. It's likely that each council member got swept up by the energy in the room. Or um, they just saw the angry voters between them and the exit door. Regardless, this is an ordinance that each local municipality needs to replicate. You'd be doing right by your town, and you'd be standing beside Westchester, the little town that could face up to the state. What do you think the state will do? What will your, your town do? You've been listening to Mino at Philly Talks Climate.